Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's May 1st, 2023. Daniel Sedanik is in the studio with me, and our topic is the magnificent and still hitting hard as ever, Andrew Cyril. Go check these guys out. Take any chance you have to hear Andrew Cyril, who's, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to the show, you know what he's about. Daniel Sedanik, too. Um, these guys are, are tremendous musicians. It's such a privilege. Every time I get to hear them perform, you will be richly rewarded. This is part three of three parts. Enjoy the rest of the program. Thank you. 
Yes, it's a live recording. We're at La Mama. It's 1984. And the show's called Deep Focus. Daniel Sedanik, my guest in the studio. And our focus is on the leader of this session. Tell Andrew Cyril. Andrew Cyril. And uh, I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And we're in a very different place in every possible way compared to that last set that we heard. <laughs> that wasn't a question, was it? <laughs> uh, here's a question. I'm just mesmerized by the music, so. I know. I know. Well, I'm just thinking about how one of the things, you know, I, I always spend some time preparing for these shows, researching, finding the music, seeing what's available, uh, listening. And I mentioned earlier, I was really genuinely struck. I, I don't think I'd ever taken the opportunity to really look at and think about how many and how varied the recordings are that Andrew Cyril has made over the years. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And I'm indebted to you because you're bringing up stuff that I haven't heard yet. You know, you're bringing up, well, that no one has heard. You know, these are unreleased live recordings. And I kind of would pride myself on being like a a know-it-all in certain aspects of jazz you know like I know so much about Andrew Srill and his regular discography and seeing him live and of course studying with him and there was I, I had mentioned to Mitch that I yeah let's let's talk about this recording he was like no 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 those recordings <laughs> are commercially available let's not talk about those let's talk about stuff that is you know that's no one ever heard so I'm you know it's like I'm so grateful that you brought like a lot of these recordings uh, to my attention but he, I'm putting the focus back on Andrew Sorrell. He's got, maybe you can talk about the language that he's using and how, how really different this is from what he was doing with Cecil Taylor. And yet, uh, maybe kind of the same in a way, but... Uh... Well, if you think about the set that he just did with Billy Bang and Santi... Oh, we didn't, we didn't in case anybody joined, yes. So uh, this recording... From uh, December of 84, Andrew Cyril, leader on drums, Santi DiBriano on bass, Billy Bang playing violin. And, if, you know, the song definitely, you know, there's a, you know, a melody and, uh, you know, and an intro and a whatever, a chorus, you know, whatever you want to talk about, a form, there's a form to it. And what was so wonderful is when Andrew took an unaccompanied solo just by himself, you know, uh, you can hear the melody in, in his playing. You can hear the melody of his tom-toms and the snare and the cymbals, the way he just incorporates everything. Now, if you go back and listen to the Cecil set that we were listening to, it's very dense. It's very dense. And Andrew doesn't get that much time, let's say, on his own. But he, if you listen to what he's doing, he's listening to, every, especially like Cecil's left hand. If Cecil's left hand is going somewhere, then he'll echo that with, you know, the lower um, melodies of his drum, maybe the bass drum or the, the floor time. And if he's playing, you know, something or the the saxophone is, you know, Sam Rivers or Jimmy Lyons are, are, are up in the registers. He's 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 right on it with, a, you know, overtones of the cymbals or, or hi-hat. You know, he's right there or playing the rims, which give you another high uh, fidelity you know, in in in, uh, in range of pitch. So he's always thinking melody, whether it's 
something that's just totally improvised, although the Cecil set did have, you know, worked out thematic material. We talked about, and I think we talked about that more off mic than on mic, but yes, there clearly were some set pieces, and I think that also comes out of the fact that they're playing on stage every night, and those things develop, right? Yeah, telepathic. Yeah. yeah. But but there were clearly strategies of some sort that uh, they were moving through. Yeah, but the whole time, and, and this is the one thing that I got, you know, not from just studying with Andrew, but from people who who really know their instrument and know about how to play their instrument with other people. It's there's there's elements of, well, first of all, there's space because space is very important. You know, where you rest is just as important. The silence is just as important as, as the density of the notes that you might play in a in a in a passage, but also the melody of what's going on with the other quote-unquote melodic instruments, you know, drums, a lot of people would just, you know, put them in a category that it's not melodic, but that's that's so untrue, you know. It depends, depends on the drummer, doesn't it? Yeah, but as it, well, especially with a drummer like Andrew Cyril, who's, who's, a, who's like a composer, you know, and he's thinking melody all the time, and he's thinking, where are they going with the melody, and what can I do to complement that? That's, we were talking about influences and... That makes me think of Max Roach. Yeah, he's somebody oh. who's always, and that some you know yeah. some people are clearly focused about that. But also, yeah, no, I think it's uh, also what you see your role and your contribution are, and yeah, in service to the greater whole and of delivering the song. Yeah, I mean, it. And getting back to Max Roach, if you think about his composition, and it is a composition, the drum also waltzes. It's a, played in 3-4, and it's just max, but there's a melody going on every second, you know? I mean, and people, you know, who came later, like Andrew and uh, Famadou Damoye, they're thinking along those lines of melody and rhythm. It's very apparent in this. I mean, all three of these guys, they're all in... They're all kind of reaching beyond what the conventional ideas of what these three instruments might do. And that's where that group sound comes from, I think. Yeah. All right. Oh, I would like to say this. Yes. Because that, that was a trio. Billy Bangs, Santi Debriano, and, and Andrew. But it sounds like it sounds like an orchestra to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. so full. It's so full. It's, 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 yeah, even I, we had a little, there was a, you heard when we first put that first track on, and there was a little issue with the playback. And we switched to another source, and I said, "Wait a minute, that's a different band." <laughs> and, oh no, no, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They have they have a, a large sound. These guys are all they're all great listeners. They're all great improvisers. This is uh, it's a terrific set. Yeah. It's, Back in. Oh, you were gonna say? No, I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> I just just it's just uh, I'm just so grateful that this music exists. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just just one more magic night in New York City, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty four. It was Soundscape at La Mama, and let me say, save you the trouble of letting me know, La Mama is still there. It's um, and still in operation down in the East Village. So and I, I misspoke. I said that I spoke of it in the past tense. I yeah. Well, I was that. speaking of Soundscape in the past tense. Yeah, sound, you know, yeah, yeah. Soundscape did close. And if anybody who didn't have the chance to get to Soundscape, let me tell you, it was on 52nd Street and 10th Avenue. It was in a loft. 
And I mean, it was just fantastic. Every Friday, Saturday, I was there pretty much. I saw Andrew Cyril with his band. I saw... Uh, I'll tell you who you saw. You saw Daniel Ponce. Dan, exactly, Daniel Ponce. <laughs> he was always there. Yep, with Jorge Dalto. Jorge Dalto, uh, Toro. Yep, uh, it was. It, it was just Olatunji. I mean, it was just. It was a special, special time. Thank you, Verna Gillis. Yeah, yeah, and boy, I'll tell you the other thing. I was just talking about this earlier today, that um, when you headed over there. 52nd Street and 10th Avenue doesn't sound like it's off the edge of the earth, but back then, <laughs> back then, <laughs> you crossed 8th Avenue. This can't be right. It was cross 9th Avenue. This isn't good. <laughs> it was called Hell's Kitchen for a reason. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But you had this beautiful cultural spot. If you made it, if you made it, there, <laughs> you were you were all but set. But this amazing loft that was like. You, you, it looked like, you know, night and day from the, the neighborhood that it was in. Because Verna had it, you know, just beautifully ornamented and the acoustics were great. And I just remember Andrew Cyril finishing his set and he was sitting there like a little kid watching <laughs> Olatunji and Laji Kamara play. You oh, know, yeah. he's just like, he was just, he was like a little kid just watching, you know. He, he's a student. He was all, you know, you're a great composer and mentor and leader, but you're, you're always still a student. Andrew Cyril, Andrew Cyril, C-Y-R-I-L-L-E. Andrew Cyril, if you are enjoying the show, you should have some of his music. You're not going to find this set at your neighborhood uh, mall record store. If you go into, uh, what was the record store in all the malls? I don't know, Disco Mat or whatever. Oh, it was uh, Sam Goody. (laughs) Sam Goody. It's not, they don't have this one at Sam Goody's, but... There is a lot of Andrew Cyril's music available. Andrew Cyril as a leader, as a co-leader, as a sound man. He's made dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of records. I would say probably there's over 100 that he's on. And I can't think of a stinker in the bunch. But there is a big range of them. And one record you should really get. It's, it's, you, can, you can find it. It's commercially available. It's a quartet. It's Andrew Cyril, Famadou Damoye. Milford Graves, and here's the kicker, Kenny Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go get that record. I think it's on Black Saint or Soul Note. Yep. Um, it, man, Kenny Clark is amazing. <laughs> and I saw that group live. Wow. At, at uh, I forget, man, so long ago, but I saw them live. It was, it was, it was, wow. <laughs> wow, what a time. And we left out the best part. He's still playing. Andrew is still playing. Still playing great, as a matter of fact. Um, headlined the Village Vanguard last year, and he's done lots of local gigs around. He's, he's a New York cat. Yeah. Staying busy. Grass does not grow under his feet. Daniel Sedanik is my guest. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and we've been here with you since 6 p.m. It's rolling around, man. Oh, I know. I remember the name of the album with Kenny Clark, Andrew Milford, and Famadouria. It's called Pieces of Time. Yes. Pieces of Time. Yeah. I haven't listened to that one in a long time. Yeah. Do. Um, maybe we should just uh, say our fond fare thee wells. Thank you for having me, Mitch. Always a pleasure. I love you, man. I love you better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming through, man. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're going back to La Mama, Soundscape at La Mama here in New York City, December 1984. Andrew Cirillo is the leader on drums, Sante Di Briano on the bass, 
Billy Bang on the violin. It's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman with Daniel Sedanik on WKCR. <laughs>
Oh, my God.